Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love it. Talk Radio. forecast show on this Tuesday, March 19th, 2019. Thank you for joining us today, or if you're listening later in the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Before we begin today, I just want to say that my heart goes out to those affected by the New Zealand mosques shootings, the historic flooding out in the Midwest, and the two Boeing 737 MAX 8 crashes that occurred recently. My heart also goes out to the people of Deer Park, Texas, the firefighters, plant personnel, and Mother Earth, as a huge chemical fire continues to burn and spew toxic chemicals such as naphtha, xylene, and toluene into the air. May the fire be extinguished soon, and may we not suffer long-term effects from it. I know there's so much more going on around the world, I just wanted to mention these today. It's so timely that the show is airing right before the spring equinox. Around the time of the vernal equinox, there tends to be cracks or openings in the Earth's magnetic field. March tends to be the most geomagnetically active month of the year. A stream of solar wind from an Earth-facing coronal hole is predicted to hit Earth tomorrow on the equinox. The Earth's geomagnetic field has been shown to affect human emotional and psychological states. In today's show, we're going to talk about how we can mitigate the effects by using subtle energy technology. Eric Thompson is the founder of Subtle Energy Sciences, LLC, and began his healing journey into the world of consciousness technologies after struggling with bipolar disorder for nearly four decades. For the last 12 years, He has been researching and developing proprietary methods for producing and capturing subtle energies in digital form. He has also developed methods for amplifying subtle energetic waveforms and embedding them into digital media. This proprietary process results in digital media that, when opened and played on most electronic devices, broadcast silent energy pulses that assist anyone in various areas of health, healing, consciousness expansion, and human performance. As a matter of fact, I have one of Eric's mandalas, the heart coherence mandala. I have it opened up on my computer. It is 
therefore streaming out its energy right now to you or if you're listening to this later in the podcast. So we're putting everybody into heart coherence. That's wonderful. And welcome, Eric, to the show. I'm so excited to do this show today with you. Thank you, Joan. I'm I'm excited as well to be here. I just started reading your book. Oh, Hardwired in Heaven? Yes, yes. Uh It's a great little book. I'm about a third of the way through it. So it seems like we've got a lot in common. I'm sitting there reading through the book and finding so many uh, common themes that I touch on, but also new information. So great job. Well, thank you. And I just want to say that the the heart coherence mandala that is opened up twice now on my computer, so that's streaming a little bit more energy. Um, did you get your inspiration for that from HeartMath because they use the the term heart coherence? Yeah, well, that's that's where I originally uh, became aware of that term. Of, uh, sure, um, I think I first read. I think I first read a book about heart math must have been like 20 years ago. And so that was when I first became aware of the concept of heart coherence and I was intrigued by it. Uh, Obviously, you know, as it says in my bio, I struggled with bipolar disorder most of my life. Um, Started out, you know, frankly, life was a struggle for me and, and growing up as a kid, um, uh, you know, school was a struggle for me. By the time I hit fifth grade, I think, yeah, it was fifth grade. My teachers had uh, encouraged my mother to take me out of the public school and have me enrolled at a at the state hospital for uh, they had a school for troubled children there. And she decided not to do that and kept me in the public school system. And um, I, through my first time through my junior year, I flunked. And my second time through, I was getting into so much trouble that my vice principal said, Eric, I, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to recommend that you quit school because if you don't, you're going to cause a lot of trouble. So wow. um, so I wound up leaving school uh, before graduating. My mother was, uh, you know, I was a wild child, but my mom uh, was smart enough to uh, make sure that I went and got my GED immediately after it. I did do that, but I struggled through life after that. Um, probably, I'd say maybe five years after that, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, I, I went in and out, in and out of suicidal ideation over the course of that 40 years. Uh, was, had a very hard time um, maintaining relationships, maintaining jobs. And so suicide often became um, um, uh, uh, something I thought about a lot because I just didn't think I had the ability to adjust to life here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went through various periods. I was in and out of churches. Um, I spent uh, a period uh, as a, um, a Christian minister. I uh, because and also indicative of the bipolar disorder, I swung from one extreme to the other. So uh, after being a minister, at some point, at that point, um, I went through what they call the Christian backsliding experience, 
And I went got into the occult and I got into the dark side of things, esotericism. And um, at, at one point probably got pretty close to the edge of, of what seemed like insanity at the time. And I had an epiphany. And I, I came out of that knowing that I, I had to find healing and it was going to have to do with love. And I started reading everything I could get my hands on uh, around uh, uh, transpersonal psychology, self-help, uh, Eastern philosophy, you name it. Um, if it if it was interesting to me, if it was going to stretch my heart and my mind, I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I went through about 100 books in, in about six or seven months. And, and it was around this time that I came across wow. the heart math literature. And, uh, but that still, my healing didn't really gel there because I, there was just so much trauma I was dealing with, so much uh, uh, just craziness, really, to be honest. And so I went through, uh, before I wound up uh, taking my, my medita- taking up a meditation practice, I went through roughly uh, five years of homelessness. Uh, so about a year and a half of living, a year and a quarter of living on the streets, sleeping in a back alley, uh, about another year and a quarter uh, or so of living in homeless shelters and halfway houses, uh, a year and a half, about a year and a quarter of living in a tent, and I think about a year and a half of living in a van. And oh, um, uh, so... It was yeah, basically been to hell and back. And uh, the good news that, that that came out of that was is I really wanted to, I wanted to heal. I knew uh, basically I came to the point was look, I'm either going to find healing or I'm committing suicide. Period. There's mm-hmm. no there's no there's no nothing in between. I'm either going to commit to changing my life or I'm just going to end it. And the epiphany that I had was is that because we're all connected and all things are connected, um, that if I would take responsibility for my life and take responsibility for healing it, that that commitment um, and that decision would be recorded in the um, quantum field, so to speak, and and because it because I was deciding to say yes to life, um, that would have an effect across the quantum field, everything that's fed by the quantum field, and it would make it easier for other people to say yes to life. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, mm-hmm. and so then I, I embarked on a meditation practice. Uh, the first few months of that was was awesome. I was reading everything I could get my hands on and about Buddhism and, and Vedanta, uh, just jumping in as deep as I could get and meditating three hours a day and going into some, what at the time seemed some pretty elated, deep, profound states. Uh, and I, I, I was naive enough to think, man, I'm close to enlightenment. I'm getting close. And um, right at that point, I went into a deep depression again. 
uh-huh. and uh-huh. it lasted a yep. couple of months, two or three months. And uh, when I hit that period, uh, it really, really was difficult for me because I thought, oh, man, you know, I was making such progress. And, and for the depression to come back so hard and heavy, it was as though all the work I had done up to that point really didn't mean anything. So um, when I made it out of that depression, I thought, you know, I don't want to give up on meditation. So I started experimenting with different uh, uh, brain-mind technologies like brainwave entrainment uh, with with success and years before I had also um, read uh, about the uh, the claim of one guy to to have claimed to captured subtle energy on CDs and I had but I'd never tried them so I I had I started experimenting with those kinds of technologies and I started having success with them um, I was able to get off the streets and I went to college and I ended up doing Really well in college, surprisingly. Um, for the first time in my life, I felt like I was finding my purpose. I wound up getting, um, I wound up uh, earning about uh, somewhere around forty or fifty thousand dollars in merit-based scholarships. Uh, wow. Was featured in in uh, USA Today magazine as one of the top. Uh, community college students in the country and I got a full uh, a full ride scholarship to Naropa University and so during that time I, w- I had developed my own brainwave entrainment technology and I had uh, talked the uh, community college uh, psychology department into allowing me to basically set up and run a um, what amounted to a, a graduate level uh, study on brainwave entrainment. I got to go present those results at the, uh, I think it was the 2008 or the 2009 Western Psychological Conference in Irvine, California. Uh, Wound up going to Naropa University, and then while I was there, started a company called iAwake Technologies with um, three partners. And... um, during that time, I, behind the scenes, even though I had a brainwave entrainment um, company, I was, uh, you know, secretly behind the scenes experimenting with subtle energy. And part of what what renewed my interest and my passion in that was my um, – I'd gotten to the point where brainwave entrainment just wasn't – I was bored with it. Um, and – my meditation practice had hit a plateau Mm -hmm. and I had been holding the intention for a while to meet a new teacher and that could help me go to that next level in meditation. And I wound up meeting a Shakti pot master who, Uh uh, strangely enough, introduced me not only to Shakti pot, but Shakti pot long distance. So for the first like two years that I studied with him, I never even met him in person, um, but I would just get on the phone with him or I would think about him and I would go into these profound states of samadhi, just bliss and elation and ecstasy. Um, I could feel the currents of Shakti 
coursing through me. And, um, of course, being a, a brainwave entrainment guy, I thought, wait a minute, you know, what if, is it possible to capture these kinds of currents? Um, energetic, you know, energetic currents, capture them in digital format and embed them into digital media and democratize uh, the Kundalini awakening uh, via Shaktipat. Um, as much as I, I, I really appreciate and, and uh, treasure the experience I have with my Shaktipat teacher, it, 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 there were, it did come with quite a few challenges, and uh, a lot of them good, some of them not so good. Um, and I, I, I became, you know, impassioned with this idea to democratize these, these higher subtle energetic states uh, without necessarily the need for, the, for a guru. Um, not that I'm anti-guru by any, by any means, but I do understand some of the problems that can come along with that relationship here in the West. So, um, and it occurred to me that, you know, electromagnetic energy, it can be captured, it can be amplified, right? It can be transformed. Uh, sound energy can also be stored. It can be amplified. It can be broadcast. And so it just made sense to me that these subtler type energies that are associated with consciousness, associated with Kundalini, associated with uh, uh, other various types of subtle energies, prana, orgone, um, in my uh, – we can talk about this later if you wish – in my um, ongoing research, and I'm always learning – um, I know a lot of people tend to equate, they say Kundalini, uh, Chi, Orgone is all the same thing. But in my, uh, my experience, they're not exactly the same thing. They're mm-hmm. all uh, gradations of subtle energy, and they're all related, but they're all pretty much unique. Um, so Chi and Prana are probably re- related, but there are differences, whereas in the in the uh, traditional Chinese medicine, there's three kinds of qi. Uh, but in, in uh, uh, yoga and Vedanta, there's five types of prana, right? Um, mm-hmm. And orgone, uh, when we've done various types of dowsing research using what they call medical dowsing, it's not the same as mental dowsing, um, we see that, that qi has different... Um, energetic gradations to it than say orgone energy um, but so I became fascinated with all this stuff and eventually I started incorporating subtle energy into the brainwave entrainment technology that I was creating the early technology is, is it's, it's early technology it's nascent technology at, at that time you know when I was first putting it out about um, ooh, you know almost 10 years ago now um, and uh, so those, some of those early tracks that are out there, uh, they give you a taste of what was to come, but they're really sort of, they weren't that powerful uh, because I was still learning. There weren't any um, manuals teaching me how to do this. I didn't have any teachers teaching me how to do this. Although I was training with different types of teachers, uh, I was really having to learn how to, you know, more or less event, uh, invent uh, and and. Uh, apply different techniques in new ways to be able to do this in the digital medium in a way uh, 
that people could palpably feel and experience consciously the effect of because uh, essentially we live in a society uh, where, you know, most people are uh, sort of conditioned to be insensitive to subtle energies. As you know, we're surrounded uh, by a sea of subtle energy and all kinds of cosmic influences, planetary influences, (laughs) uh, solar influences. And and those Mm -hmm. Those are the one. Those we can even measure, but what are the ones we can't measure with electromagnetic instruments? What about those really subtle quantum fluctuations that are happening all the time uh-huh. that science hasn't been able? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and by the way, when we talk about what's subtle energy, we're talking about energies that aren't generally can't be categorized within the four known forces of physics. So that would be the strong and weak nuclear forces electromagnetism and gravity. gravity. And mm-hmm. the the more I you know um research into subtle energy both in the written li- literature and in the laboratory the more I come to the conclusion that subtle energy is probably at the uh, more at the cause of gravity. It's 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 mm-hmm. what, it's what lies below mm-hmm. gravity. It's actually what's probably producing gravity. Right. Yeah, scientists are, are starting to believe that it's more electromagnetism um, that's running the show and the cause of gravity. Yeah, um, and tend to believe that now. Looked at the torsion, torsion physics, uh, spin, spin. You mm-hmm. know, um, everything's got spin. Yeah, well, I like read that in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course, Nassim Haramein writes about that. Uh, so spin, well, in, in, in the Russian physics um, research, they call that torsion. And it's interesting because the first uh, Western scientist to actually study subtle energy was a guy by the name of Carl von Reichenbach. He was a chemist. He, um, he uh, invented paraffin and creosote. He was independently wealthy, and he became fascinated with subtle energy that at the time he called ODE, O-D, or odic force. And he concluded that there were two uh, two um, uh, poles um, of, um, of subtle energy. There was what he called negative ODE and positive ODE. And then some 150 years later, uh, Nikolai... Kozarev, who was a Russian physicist who discovered torsion, he came to the same conclusion, except he called it torsion, and he came up with the idea of uh, he called it right-hand torsion, which would have, in, uh, would have been um, negative ode, and left-hand torsion, which would have been positive ode. Um, and so essentially, torsion and subtle energy are the same thing, and they're spin. So it, it, it's energy that's pulsing and spinning in a particular direction. And that is probably at what's happening on the quantum level to create gravity and electromagnetism. Uh, uh, what I think would, would be interesting to do, and I'll, I'm sorry, I'm taking up all the airwaves here. <laughs> I'm on a run here. Um, but what I think would be really interesting is now, um, although we're talking about subtle energy, what 
what's so awesome about this is that it relates to the free energy world as well. And I believe we're going to be going into a, uh, a new era of where many different types mm-hmm. of free energy devices are going to come mm-hmm. onto the market. And those are all related to the science of subtle energy because essentially they're drawing free energy out of the quantum vacuum. Now what most exactly. of them do is they're, they're tapping into the quantum vacuum uh, to pull out this free energy uh, as it were, but then they step it down to some form of combustion uh, engine or, or um, uh, electromagnetic energy to run our modern world. But what I am really getting inspired with, Joan, is this idea that why, I mean, it's time for us, I think, to evolve beyond the electromagnetic grid and the electromagnetic instruments in general. Even though a lot of our our world runs on this, um, one of the reasons why I think it's important is because is one of the problems we're having right now is that uh, there are people who want to make wireless electricity, electricity that's spread out through the globe. But that carries with it, unfortunately, the the dangers of electrosmog. Now, that can be mitigated. There are, you know, we, we have our own technology and there are other really legitimate companies out there that are putting out some fine, um, EMF protect, protection products that can transmute the EMFs uh, so that if we did have uh, wireless energy that, that, that spread out throughout the planet, um, you, you could, if you did it right, you could um, plan it so that you have these devices set up in these power centers that's pro- providing this wireless energy uh, and thereby you would transmute the waves coming out. So th- there would still be an EMF. It would be transformed from left-hand torsion to right-hand torsion. So oh, left-hand torsion is what's, pr- is what's producing okay. all the electrosmog. Uh-huh. So in other so words, with this, excuse me for one second. So in other words, with this 5G technology where they're going to have all of these towers that are going to be emitting this electromagnetic radiation, uh, smaller towers, that you can set up near them or, you know, wherever you need to put them, uh, this technology that would mitigate the effects of that electromagnetic radiation? Absolutely. And not only would it mitigate um, the effects of it, but it would essentially broadcast this positive, beneficial right-hand torsion out into the world, and that would actually have a balancing effect on um, living systems. Mm. So it could actually turn 5G uh, into a positive thing. That's awesome. It makes me think about um, uh, how we have tuned our instruments to, um, I I can't remember, like the 432, um, you know, and you want to do it to Mm -hmm. To a more harmonic tone that's 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 you know in balance with our own frequency. So that's awesome. That that's really encouraging. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of doing a whole show on 5G and uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I know there's a lot of horror stories out there about 5G, um, and I'm certainly not an expert on it. Uh, but from the information I'm getting about it, uh, some of it intuitive, um, it's not going to be as bad as people think it is. Um, it's kind of being people are kind of overreacting about how bad they think it's going to be. And like I said, uh-huh. we do have the technology capable of of balancing it out, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think it will be. Um, uh, and some of the information I've gotten is that um, while there will be some people who have adverse reactions to it, a lot of people aren't. It, it's um, it's just like anything. I mean, there there are certain types of herbs out there that a lot of people can take, but then you know, one of a, out of a hundred or one out of a thousand people will take that same herb and they'll break out or they'll have some kind of uh, bad reaction to it. So five G is going to be I get I my understanding of it it's going to be kind of like that not everyone's going to have a bad reaction to it but uh so getting back though to to the EMF idea is you know wouldn't it be powerful to have uh, a power system that no longer was you know um dependent upon electromagnetism so it couldn't be taken out by a solar storm it couldn't be taken out by a magnetic pulse. It couldn't be taken out by um, inclement weather. In other words, um, and, and it was an organic energy pulled right out of the quantum vacuum and not stepped down into electromagnetism, but kept at a higher, a higher, more organic, more life-enhancing frequency so that you could... Sp- spread it throughout the whole earth and all you would need is maybe uh, say a small disc made of organic material that uh, would pick it up and then you can use that to distribute the energy throughout your vehicle, throughout um, your, uh, you know, if you ran a farm throughout your entire farm or your home or your business and it, it was electrosmog free it was impossible to be electrocuted by it. And um, it was essentially f- free energy. You might, you might, you know, you might need to, uh, you know, rent maybe the, the distribution system that distributes it, but it would be essentially free energy that, that no one could turn off. That's sort of my vision. That's what I think is possible. I think wow. it's necessary yeah, and also it would make it easier to bring energy to to the entire earth because you wouldn't have to have any um man made synthetic infrastructure right. to support it right right so and it wouldn't be affected uh, by a pole reversal a magnetic pole reversal right, then right right, yeah, so we wouldn't well, have to go back to the organic dark energy. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it would be organic right. energy, um, and I I think that's you know it would be truly green energy, you know, literally the same energy that feeds plants, uh, but right out of the quantum vacuum. Um, so that's fantastic. That's that's what gets me excited. Obviously, that's a big vision. Yeah, and it, it might it's take us away to get too. there. <laughs> yeah, 
So I will I will um, um, be quiet for a little bit. <laughs> let let you go. <laughs> well, Eric, you know I was just so touched about your story, and um, it even brought me to tears. Actually, uh, you know it, it just for me it just sounds like this journey, this hero's journey of going through this ultimate forever, it seemed dark night of the soul. And um, because you needed to learn all of this uh, to, to steer your soul in a way that you would, you know, not be um, sidetracked by, by, you know, society and regular studies and school that just would not serve you and into an area that your soul said this is what you came here to do is just incredible in this roller coaster ride of awakening that we all go through you know and I could relate to to several of of the portions of your story um it's just it's just so profound and I and I think that you know uh, the genius of your soul is just is just awakening, and I'm so so grateful that you're here at this time. I have to say that, Eric. <laughs> Thank you for all that you've gone through to get here. <laughs> I just have to say that much gratitude. Well, you know, it's interesting, Joan, though, because I've I've uh, you know I've often come to the conclusions that as bad as I thought I had it, I mean, and I'm sure you know this. There's so many people out there have had it so much worse, uh, so much worse things. And, and uh, you know, I've come to the conclusion that we all have that inner genius within us. We've all got it. Um, I One of the things I take great joy in is just letting people know that, uh, trust me, you know, uh, if you've ever been the underdog, if you've ever been uh, the kid in class that, people laughed at or teachers said you'll never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever been, even when I was in college, I mean, when I'm doing well in college, I, I, uh, when I was doing really, really well, then I had people that were like, you'll never win this scholarship. You're just not good enough. And then I wound up winning it. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, that's in everybody. Um, I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of the the suff, early suffering I went through, maybe I felt more of a push to try and do something with my life because I felt like I almost had to to survive. But we've all got it, um, and uh, you know I think that's what the new era is going to be about: is people discovering their gifts and. Um, you know, having this uh, enlightenment experience around their gifts and learning to light up the world with their gifts, learning to get out of survival mode and making a living and learn how to um, become so ensconced in this world of creativity, of following their inner inspiration um, that we create a whole new creative era. Um, and now's the time. It's beautiful energy for that because 
we have Uranus and Taurus now for the next uh, eight years, seven, eight years, and that's mm. all about ingenuity and uh, new new value system too. What do we value? Not only new technology, but you know the values that go with it. Thankfully, and um, yeah, and putting yeah. our money towards sure. towards that and uh, for the Earth, for the Earth. <laughs> Sure. You know, to do more, do things more organically instead of. um, Sure. Mm -hmm. From the heart. Oh yeah, and we we need to start with our food. The food is crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't know what. It's very difficult to find clean food these days. Even when you buy organic, you don't know if it's GMO. You don't know know what's been done to it. Yeah, you pick it up um, and it I've, feels I've, like it's been dead forever. You know, there's like no life force at all. Nothing. Yeah, my naturopath mm-hmm. told me she said, Eric, you, you have to stop eating wheat and and corn. You just you can't, you know, because you, um, it's it's all got glyphosate in it. It's all got Roundup in it. You just mm-hmm. got to get mm-hmm. away from it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm from the Midwest, where you know, <laughs> well, corn well, and wheat's yeah. kind of staple yeah, of the that, diet that is <laughs> you know, let's so, talk about yeah. uh your subtle energy technologies that you've developed and how they work and the, you know i know it's a proprietary process but you, can you just talk about you know sure. uh, in general what you do because i've gone on your products page and it's phenomenal and I feel like a kid in a candy store. I don't know which one I want more. I want to buy all of them. <laughs> so if you could talk about that, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. You know, um, well, let's start with the idea of subtle energy again, you know. Uh, so subtle energy would be any type of energy that can't be uh, categorized within the four known forces of physics. But because it's energy, then it stands to reckon that it can be uh, it can be recorded in some way. It can be stored, right? Like I said, mm-hmm. we can capture and store electromagnetic energy. Uh, uh, we can capture and store sound energy. Why not capture and store subtle energy? And in fact, there was uh, one of the first ones, uh, first people that I know of who did this uh, was a man by the name of Yuri Kronos who was, I believe he was from the Ukraine and this would have been in the eighties and the nineties. And he worked with Qigong masters and he found that he could have Qigong masters project their chi into a transducer that he would have hooked to a magnetic tape machine and he could record their uh, chi emissions on magnetic tape so that when he played the tape back um, he would get the same effects as if the chi master was qigong master was there uh, uh, projecting his chi and by the way it is regular practice um, you know for qigong masters been a lot of scientific research done on qigong masters uh, done some amazing things in the laboratory Uh, but it's regular practice for them to, you know, uh, use their chi to heal others. Uh, they'll sometimes even uh, project their chi into water and have their patients drink that, and that structured water will conduct a healing within them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So he sent these tapes out to um, various people who were uh, familiar with Qigong and, and what Qi felt like and working with Qigong masters, and they verified this is Qi. <laughs> this is real Qi. Uh, and and he found that uh, for people who were really sensitive, they didn't even have to play the tape. You just put the magnetic tape in their hand, and the energy would come right out because the magnet, the magnetic part of the tape, would energize the the chi signature that was um, recorded there, and so they could feel the energy coming right off the tape. And they, they could even turn the volume of the music if they put music on it. And they could turn the volume of the music all the way down. And the chi energy would still come out because it was occupying the tape independently of the music. Um, and, interesting. and so mm-hmm. I thought, well, then there has to be. So I wasn't the first one to do this. Um, well, he, but I was, you know, he had done it on magnetic tape. And I'd heard of at least a couple other people doing it on in the digital format and I had tried some of those, but they weren't very strong. And so I became uh, obsessed with this idea of really making these, these subtle energetic currents much more powerful, higher amplitude in digital format, because I knew that that's what was taking my meditation practice to the next level. I would just get high on this Shakti pot energy uh, to the point that I was no longer having to struggle with my mind, the the Shakti would just travel through my body and through my spine and up up through the chakras, of course, and into the third eye and up through the crown, and it would meditate me. The energy it would just I, I just let go, and the energy did all the work, and I so I knew that if we could get this amplitude strong enough we can help people to have similar experiences. So what we do, um, this is over a 10-year period of uh, working with this and and trying to figure all this out. What we do is essentially we capture various energetic signatures digitally. Then we import that. uh, uh, So it's a three-step process. The first is to capture the, the signature. I'll go through a, a short synopsis, and then I'll go back and kind of break each one down. The first one is capture. We, we capture the energetic signature digitally. Then, two, we amplify that signature equivalent to millions, if not billions of times. And then we encode that signature as the third and final step. We encode it into digital media such that when you play the digital media on uh, electronic devices, uh, the energy is emitted through that digital media, interfaces with the uh, electromagnetic field of those electronic devices. It neutralizes the harmful effects of the, of the EMF of those devices by transmuting their left-hand tor- torsion into right-hand torsion. And, uh, and then it uses that field as a carrier wave to deliver whatever energetic signature is encoded into that uh, digital media program. So we have capture, amplify, and encode. So how do you capture um, an energetic signature? How, how, how do you even create an energetic signature? Well, 
people ask me, well, well how, you, how you do it? Well, there, we actually have multiple methods. It depends on what we're trying to do. So before we, uh, when we talked earlier, before the program, you had mentioned if it was possible to capture the energetic signature of a person. And it is possible to do that, but the way we would do that would be very unique to how we do other types of energetic signatures. Um, I won't go into that one, but it is possible to do, and it's a little technical, but one of the most common ways is, so we found in, in this research, and what we found is not really um, uh, peculiar to us. We learned this, if, if you've ever heard of the, the fields of um, radiesthesia or radionics, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, for example, radionics machines, they will um, – you can put, let's say, uh, some type of essential oil in a radionic well, and then you can broadcast the energetic signature of that mm-hmm. uh, uh, essential oil to whatever target, whatever person you want to mm-hmm. uh, broadcast it to. Well, in my research, what I discovered was is that – there's an actual carrier wave that's making that possible. And while it's not measurable or detectable using any conventional scientific electromagnetic instruments, it is detectable using various uh, types of uh, what they call um, uh, physical dowsing instruments or medical dowsing instruments. And this is where it's not like... uh, mental dousing where you just take a pendulum and you ask a question and it spins clockwise if the answer is yes and counterclockwise if the answer is no, um, that type of dousing can be very, uh, it, it can be very unreliable because mm-hmm. uh, as I understand it, what's happening is when you do that, you're engaging the mental body and the mental body uh, it, you know, it's also connected to an unconscious, a collective unconscious. It's it's connected to our belief systems. Um, it's connected to the fighter. You know, it it has connection to the fight or flight. So if you ask questions that are survival based, and they put the body in a survival um, uh, mode of consciousness, then you're not going to get a a, rel- a a reliable answer using. Um, mental dowsing, even though there are some really good mental dowsers out there who are incredibly accurate. Uh, for the average person, it's really it's a difficult thing to master. So what medical dowsing is and physical dowsing is, it's, you are using a pendulum, um, but the difference is, is that you're using sp- specific shapes on the pendulum. So the weight that hangs down from the string, it is shaped in a particular way because of what's called shape power. So essentially, uh, researchers like Dan Davidson, and uh, the, uh, who wrote a book called Shape Power, and uh, the uh, co-founders of the French School of Radiesthesia, um, Jean-Marie de Balazal, what they all kind of discovered was is that Specific shapes or specific geometries produce specific subtle energetic gradations in the immediate environment. And the way um, 
that Dan Davidson uh, um, basically uh, theorized that this works is because everything is situated within the the quantum field, right, uh, or or the ether, and the quantum field, as he defines it, is like it's a superfluidic particulate medium, so that acts like water, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's interesting because, and you bring this up in your book as well, that in all the different uh, uh, scriptures, there, the, you know, the, the, Tao, the Tao Te Ching, the Hebrew Bible, the Christian New Testament, we have these allegories of water, uh, uh, these metaphors of water as spirit. Excuse me, I need to take a drink of water. My throat's a little bit dry. We all need that water. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm feeling that scratch in the back of my throat. Um, so um, what he found was is that because we're surrounded by this superfluidic particulate um, uh, ether, fluidic medium uh, that we call the quantum, um, any geometry that's immersed in it will naturally produce um, specific longitudinal compression waves that are directly tied to the specific geometry of that shape. So, for mm-hmm. example, if you take a, a, a cruise liner and you put it in the ocean, uh, the part, that geometry that is immersed into the water, when it starts moving, it's going to create specific eddy patterns in the uh, immediate water around it that are peculiar to its geometry. Mm-hmm. And Dan Davidson theorized that this is probably what's happening with uh, shape power. This is why specific geometries like the pyramids, right, uh, like the tetrahedron, like the flower Crop of circles. life. Mm-hmm. Yep, circles. This is why yeah. mm-hmm. this is why they they produce palpable energies that can be picked mm-hmm. up by sensitives. Yeah. So, like I say, it's the form that informs. It's it's this information that's coming out, but in in this and and you're be you're able to, or these people are able to uh, further define it. Right. So what he found, what Shamari and Zhao found, was that. If you take specific shape, specifically shaped pendulums and you hold the pendulum in your hand so it's dangling by a string and you've got a pendulum that is calibrated, say, for, a, um, say for the specific energetic gradient that makes radionics possible, for example. And the technical term for that is horizontal negative green. It's neither horizontal nor negative nor green. It's a technical term. But... Um, if you have that specific, specifically calibrated pendulum, what you're going to do in physical dowsing is you should, uh, instead of asking a question, you're just going to run your, your chi through your arm, down through the pendulum, and then down into the thing that you're testing. And you're testing to see if it has the same energy for which the pendulum itself is calibrated, right? Uh, and so what will happen is, it's a very scientific process. You're running your, you're basically using your own aura, your own biofield, mm-hmm. as a as a super sensitive, subtle energetic 
measuring and detection device. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why is because your biofield and your aura can enter into resonance with anything, right? And so it's it's really u- uh, using the, the the universal language of resonance. You're going to run your chi through your arm, down through the pendulum, into the thing, thing you're testing. This is really a right-brained exercise. You're going to um, yeah healers do it all. When the time. you're doing that, you're not asking a question. You're just running the energy through there. And what happens is if you're really sensitive, you'll notice that if the thing you're testing does have that energy that, that, the, calib- that the, uh, the pendulum is calibrated for, if it has that energy in it, then you'll feel your own aura sort of switch into that resonance. And what will happen is then the pendulum will start spinning uh, because essentially you've entered into resonance with that thing um, and you use the pendulum to do that because it's calibrated for that particular. And so what it does, it's a kind of transducer. It takes your energy, uh, transduces it into that particular energetic gradient, passes it on to the thing that's being tested. And if the thing that is being tested has that energy gradient in it, it will enter into resonance and your biofield will enter into resonance through the pendulum with that thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so what they found was they found that this carrier wave that's associated with um, uh, radionics was what they call horizontal negative green. It was also found in saints, was found in holy places, sacred pilgrimage sites. It was uh, was associated with prayer. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was a a Russian researcher by the name of Skariot. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, well, there was I, a record embedded there. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. the, the true technical term because there isn't a term about embedding. But I felt that energy in um, Our Lady of Guadalupe Church in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in the prayer room there. Yeah. They do prayer 24-7. And I thought I was yeah. having a heart attack that day. <laughs> well, that's interesting because uh, uh, horizontal negative green is one of – it it is one of the main signatures that the heart produces. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I felt it. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's probably produced in part through the vortex that's set up in the heart. Uh, so, and, and when you talk about the golden mean vortex that produces the heart in in birth, uh, uh-huh. well, it turns out that is associated with these energies that that. That's that energy, that golden mean spiral you talk about. That's the main energy we use to neutralize all the negative effects of EMF. It's um, interesting because the golden mean. I was looking at your product, and that the golden proportion was the one that caught my attention. I'm like, that's the one I really want, and that's one I want to talk to you about. That one and the Earth pulse. Okay. Well, I want to get to both of those before we're done, and I'm noticing that we're almost up at the top of the hour. I do have enough time to go 90 minutes, but I just want to put that out there to you, Eric, because I think it'd be useful for I'll the, try, the, yeah, the I'll, listeners to hear I'll, about that. Getting all, uh, I got went through all that to get to this thing of horizontal negative green. Um, so that's one of the carry ways we use in our technology. And what we found is we can couple that. Let's say if we want to capture, we, um, our latest product is digital C60. So what we do is we, take that that uh, energetic signature of horizontal negative green 
and we couple it with a physical quantity of carbon-60 fullerene molecule. And what we found that it does is that horizontal, horizontal negative green carrier wave will extract the morphic field or the informational field of C60 and um, and then we can capture that digitally. Uh, once we do that, then we import that digital signal into a computer program and we run it through a feedback system, <coughs> excuse me, during the um, amplification process and we feed that signal back on itself to uh, because subtle energy is um, additive, which means uh, the more subtle energy charges you add together, the stronger they get. Mm-hmm. So we run it through this uh, feedback system to amplify the signal in a balanced way. Then the final is that we encode it into digital media. Um, and it, it sounds strange. It's like, well, how do you do it? I can't give you the exact process, but essentially, you know, we use an encoding process that has been, um, we have had several scientific studies performed on it uh, with using uh, biophotonic imaging, for example, uh, with great success, uh, using a, a variation of that called the Aura camera, and also mm-hmm. using um, the uh, Heart Math Institute's M-Wave. So we've had that research done, and we're still a small company. So we we're self-funded. We don't have uh, a uh, we don't have anybody funding us. Uh, we're self-funded just through the products that we sell. We're still a small operation, uh, but as we expand and grow, we will uh, obviously have more and more scientific experiments. We're going. I I have had um, I'm creating a a personal EMF protection device right now that I'm having had tested. And so far, um, the the researchers that I've had testing it for me who are experts in, in biophotonic imaging and experts in medical dousing and biogeometry, uh, they've given it two, you know, really big thumbs up so far. So, um yeah, we'll be we'll be certainly doing a lot more scientific study. And that's to protect you from EMF radiation. Yes. Uh huh. Oh, that's awesome. I I wish you all the best on that one. I'll Thank have you. To let you know how that's going, Eric. <laughs> so wow, this is just so incredibly awesome. I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying this show. <laughs> <laughs> and. The list of the products is is just, you know, I, I could just go down and, and just purchase every one, really. And you also have Mandala. So tell us, is that a little bit different, or how do those work? Are well, they as um, strong as the, mandalas the are, audio ways? The Mandalas are standalone programs, and essentially all they are is uh, energetically encoded digital pictures. We call them mandalas because in the beginning, in the early years when I was making these uh, and I was still learning graphic design, uh, the only images I could make on my own 
were these simple mandalas. And, but it's not the actual visual design that's creating the energetic effect. Uh, it's the energetic encoding. And so they come in four formats for your large computer screen, small computer screen, phone and tablet. And then we have a, a printout that you can print it out in color and black and white. And we'll carry the energy of that signature um, so that you can you can put it uh, you can tape it to the outside of your fuse box door and the energy will travel through the fuse box and, and through all your electronic uh, electrical appliances Every, everything that's that's fed electricity including your water heater uh, refrigerator the food will carry the energy uh, you can put the prints under your mattress under your cushions under your pillows uh, you can put them uh, under your power strips and the energy will be carried by the electrons through the power cords into your electronic devices uh, and carry that energy. You know, you basically can transform all of your electronics into, you know, advanced subtle energy devices. Um, but those And it never runs are, out, correct? They never run out. And they never out. run out. And you can amplify them. We have simple instructions. You can open up multiple copies of these on computers and Macs and laptops. And we have some people open as many as a hundred. Um, the 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 uh, I'm going back and redoing all the older products because as we go along, the products keep getting more and more powerful. So I'm going back and redoing the older products to bring them up to the current level of the technology, mm-hmm. so that the more powerful they get, the less amplification you need to do. And um, you know, some people are more sensitive to subtle energy than others. So some people require more amplification than others. I require very little. And what's cool about this, though, is that the more you use the technology and the more you use your subtle senses to pay attention to the effects that they're having um, in you and around you, the more you're actually developing your subtle sixth sense in your your, um, uh, neural networks to be able to pick up these fine gradations of energy. Um, and, and of course, the, you know, the more sensitive you grow to them, uh, the more, more effective they become. So, um, yeah, the mandalas are, they're, they're, they're fairly inexpensive, uh, really, really powerful. I've, I've, uh, in my quest to understand this technology, I've experimented with all different types of subtle energy devices out there, um, and I've spent quite a bit of money on them, and I have devices that I've spent, you know, two or three thousand dollars on that aren't nearly as powerful as our twenty-seven dollar mandalas. Um, mm. uh, and 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 then again, you can amplify them to make them as powerful as you need for your specific needs. So that's something you don't often get with with these hard, you know, hardware subtle energy devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not to put them down, I think, I, you know. I, I think there's a place for all of them, but I, I'm just kind of, there are some things that make our technologies unique. Uh, and then we have audios, uh, audio programs that, that also include modulus as part of the, their multi-component programs that include um, 20 and 60 minute audios that are energetically encoded, very powerful. They come with modulus. They also come with, a mild mandala because once we get into these programs, they're often so powerful that some very sensitive people will find them too powerful. So they will 
use the mild versions for longer periods of time because even even good energy you can get too much of if if your body's not able to integrate all of it. Um, yeah, and again, I understand that. It varies that. from person to person. Yeah. So, so that, and then they also have like video. We have videos um, in the in the uh, that come with the audios as well that um, carry the energy. And we have a silent audio with each of those. That's one minute length, so you can open up multiple copies without taxing the RAM of your computer. And you can get mm-hmm. those really really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I see you have like different um, you know, subjects here. Adrenal boost. I could use that lately. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> uh, you know, headache relief. We have you know stuff like that all the way to pineal gland activations. Um, we have increased the IQ. The ones that I'm really cons- um, interested in, uh, the two of them, are the Earth pulse, where you're actually establishing the Earth's um, frequency through your body. So you're taking the human yep. resonance and and amplifying it then. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, so what we're working there is the 7.83 hertz pulse as a, mm-hmm. a uh, extremely low frequency LF, and we capture right. the energetic signature of that as a digital signal uh, and amplify it so it's we get it super, super strong. But we, it comes with a mild version as well so that uh, the strong version – you know, depending on how sensitive you are, you might not be able to use it all day long because it might be just too strong for you. Um, if you've done the studies on where human resonance has been used uh, to improve health conditions, it's usually delivered at a very weak, weak amplitude. Uh, it doesn't take much. So we have different components with different amplitudes that come with that program. So you can find what works for you. Uh, you can use it as a meditation too. You can, so you can get the energy really strong, say for an hour. Go into mm. a really nice meditation, get really nice and buzzed. Um, Regarding uh, yeah, that, when I have a question, um, does the Schumann resonance somehow in in your research or in what you you've actually done correspond to uh, a similar frequency that's emitted through the heart's electromagnetic field? Are they any way? I'm just wondering because I um, know that the heart's electromagnetic field is somehow connected to the Earth's electromagnetic field. So with this human resonance that the Earth puts out, I'm just wondering how they correlate, if they do. That's a really good question. I don't know all, all the answers to that. Um, yeah, I actually came to that part in your book uh, because they're both torus-shaped. And so um, – there, there's a relationship. I know there's definitely a relationship between the human skull. Uh, now, uh, Michael Persinger has gone into this. There's a video out there where he talks about this on YouTube, where if you look at the dimensions of the skull, uh, mm-hmm. and and you look at the diameter of the Earth uh, or at a, the ionosphere, it, it's actually a harmonic of the dimensions of the skull. So there's definitely a relationship between the Earth's magnetic field and the skull. Um, where it comes in with the heart, per se, I, I don't know enough to know that. But I would say intuitively there's definitely, there's definitely a relationship there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we do know we do know that there's a correlation when there are periods of of um, extreme quiet with the uh, Earth's electromagnetic field when it's quiet. There have been these studies where they can correlate that with spikes in um, psychic activity, reported psychic activity. Mm-hmm. And and according so, to heart math, uh, you know, uh, intuitive information comes through the heart first. Yes. Yeah. That's They've shown that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's the largest electromagnetic yeah, field in the body, so it's going to pick um, it up and first. And it's also yeah. yeah that's a fascinating subject. The heart, uh, I've, you know, I've noticed that when you lead with your heart, you can actually feel things around you, around your immediate environment through your heart. You can literally feel them when you get sensitive and you pay attention, leading with your heart consciousness. Mm. And that's what the indigenous, I'm sure. Um, did I, I, they they know so much about this? We're just kind of <laughs> going yep. back and now and now yep. doing it more in a scientific manner. But um, what about the golden proportion one? Because we talked about that earlier, the golden mean. Um, that's supposed to neutralize electromagnetic frequencies and balance um, any environment. It says on your website. Yes. Uh huh. We put a little bit of that in every product we make. Really? Because okay. That's the, yeah, because that um, that is the portion of all of our products that neutralizes the negative effects of EMF. Uh, but the the Golden Proportion program is an ex, uh, an exceptionally strong uh, version of the Golden Proportion energy. It's really really powerful. And so essentially, now. So you heard me earlier. We talked about Shamari um, and Dabalazel. These were these two early uh, co-founders of the French School of Radiesthesia. Uh, they were trying to make medical radiesthesia. Um, they were they were trying to bring it into the, the um, popular culture. Uh, but the mental dowsing ended up becoming more and more uh, popular. And also because Shamari de Balazal, there were certain things that they hadn't figured out yet. They didn't realize that were, there were two versions of this horizontal negative green, uh, which is actually, as we'll find out later, is related to the golden proportion energy. Uh, they didn't realize there's two versions of this negative green. There's a horizontal version, which is beneficial, but there's a, a vertical, what they call a vertical version, uh, which is detrimental. And so what happened was is they were developing these uh, huge uh, negative green generators using shapes, specific shapes, and they were, they were huge. They were big, so they were really powerful. And while um, I believe it was Shamari who, while he was doing this and he was in the lab, he got too much of the of the negative version uh, or the detrimental version of negative green, and uh, he was he was found dead in the laboratory. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, wow. I understand it, it. It kind of mummified him. Well, and that's just, basically wow. they verified this is what the Egyptians used. This is one of the things they used to mummify that's their corpses. Wow. And it's also probably what was associated with what they called the curse of Tutankhamun, where they had people dying mysterious deaths because mm-hmm. they were they were set up to emit this detrimental version of negative green if anyone were to open um, the tomb. Yeah. The tombs wow. or the casket. So um and there was one researcher who came out of it unscathed and he was wearing a sac- a sacred geometrical form um called the I think it was called the Atlantean ring and Shamari and Dabalazel researched that using their their medical radiesthesia and they found that it naturally protects from this no. detrimental form of negative green. So uh Long story short, Shamari ended up dying, so that was the end of physical radiesthesia or medical radiesthesia. Uh, mental dousing ended up becoming really popular, and all of uh, radi- uh, the Balazal and Shamari's work was shelved. Years later, there was a young Egyptian architect who found their work and inherited all their uh, manuscripts, and he had done his own research uh, on sacred power spots, places where people have spontaneous healings and so on and so forth. And he discovered that this horizontal negative green was found there, but he he also came to the uh, conclusion that it wasn't just this horizontal negative green that was involved in these sacred sites. He found that there were two other energies uh, that he designated uh, the higher harmonic of gold, which is uh, essentially a subtle energy gradient that is in um, in in resonance with physical gold, but it's a, a much higher harmonic of gold. Uh-huh. And and then he found this other energy was called the uh, higher harmonic of ultraviolet. So again, it's in resonance with ultraviolet light, but it's a much higher harmonic. Right, and it turns out it's involved in intuition. Um, there have been near-death experiences uh, where there were these uh, gifted kids who came back from near-death experiences had psychic gifts, and in every case, they describe being in this dark light, like an ultraviolet light, um, and they were probably immersed in this higher harmonic of ultraviolet, and they came back with various types of psychic gifts, but uh, so he found that this this trinity uh, of energies, horizontal negative green, higher harmonic of gold, and higher harmonic of ultraviolet, um, that they at these sacred sites and where you find the gold mean in nature, they appear uh, as this energy uh, that I call golden proportion energy. He has his own name for it. Uh, but uh, he found that this energy was at the center of the creation process in nature. Right. Uh, and he found it had a natural uh, balancing effect on uh, spaces and on EMF. Oh, that's so interesting. 
I'm just noticing, Eric, that we only have maybe about 14 minutes left, and I want to be sure to have enough time to play at the end of the show um, the clip that you provided us. Can you tell us what that clip is shortly, and then we can... I want, sure. I want to have enough uh, so time this is to a share your pre-offer and all of that, too. Oh, right. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. So this is a um, – by the way, um, so the free offer. So we, we have a free offer for everyone if you're interested. It's called Release the Past, um, and it's essentially – it's a mandala. We talked about the mandalas earlier. You can use this on your uh, your computer, laptop, Mac, phone, or tablet. You can print it out and put it under your cushions. We also have a version of it on the download page uh, that, uh, you know, once you get to the download page, uh, there's a version of it that you can just open up on a web page and you don't have to download anything. So if you're on a phone, you don't have to download anything. You can just go to this web page and it will automatically broadcast this energy. And what it's designed to do is just help you to release any undesirable past event. So let's say you've had an argument with somebody, and if you uh, like I've been at times where I've been in an argument with people, and, and then I just play it over and over in my head, can't get it out of my head, or uh, ruminate over it, or I should have said this, I should have said that. Uh, what you do is you just pull up the mandala. You can amplify the energy. We give you instructions on the download page how to do that. You keep playing with it until you find the right ampli- amplitude of energy for you. Then you just open the model. You don't have to look at it. You can minimize it, work in other windows, and the energy will come through into your biofield. And then you just want to think of that undesirable past event that's related to whatever trouble in your motion that you're experiencing. Just think of it and keep thinking of it with the intention of letting it go as you run the, the model of energy through you. And it, it, it happens uh, – at different times for different people, but usually within the first 10 to 20 minutes uh, might take longer if you need to amplify it more. And you just keep thinking of that, of that uh, past event. And then eventually it'll just dissipate. You'll notice that you, mm-hmm. you, just, you don't have any uh, attachment to it anymore. It just, it just allows you energetically to let it go. It's really okay. quick. It's really powerful. You can also play it all day long and amplify it. What it will do is it will uh, smooth out some of your relationships. It will keep you from going into those places where you start getting into arguments over things that happened in the past. Well, we all can so, use that. So there's a link yeah. to it on the page, on the, the on the show page, but for those that are listening or later on, uh, I, I do create YouTubes of this and all, you can go to HTTPS colon backslash backslash subtle dot energy forward slash release dash the past, excuse me, dash past. Okay, release dash the dash past. And that's where you can get that free offer. And at the end of the show, we're going to have um, we're going to go out with a five-minute clip that you provided. Can you tell us what that's about? Sure, that's from a new program we've just launched this week. It's called uh, Digital C60. It is the energetic signature of carbon-60 fullerene molecules, one of the most powerful antioxidants uh, known to science. 
it's really quite the amazing little molecule. Uh, it's 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. It's antiviral, antibacterial. It's been shown to um, uh, protect cartilage, increase bone health, uh, to actually prevent tumor growth, uh, to um, uh, people with the AIDS virus have seen miracles happen with this. Uh, it's really pretty amazing. So we've captured this energetic signature, amplified it many times, and encoded it into a full uh, digital multimedia program that includes uh, the mandalas, includes um, various audios, including uh, the 20-minute, 60-minute audios, a silent audio, and uh, a silent energy video. And what we're going to listen to here is a five-minute demo of the audio, and it's simply uh, soothing nature sounds captured in 3D audio that has the um, energetic signature of C60 uh, amplified and encoded into it. Um, generally, this is designed for long-term play. You, you turn it on, and uh, the longer you play it, the more you feel the energy and the benefits. Um, and we are getting great testimonials from this. People are basically reporting the same benefits that they would get from C6, from physical C60 from this. That's awesome. Uh, people's acne completely clearing up. Um, uh, one gentleman who had uh, a uh, liver problems was was uh, struggling with chronic fatigue and completely took care of the fatigue. So. A lot of cool things are happening here. Uh, so five That's minutes great. will give you a taste. It'll give you a taste and just sit back and enjoy. Well, thank you so much for providing that, Eric. And to to get to his website, it's just https colon forward slash forward slash subtle dot energy. And you can reach him at uh, support at subtle dot energy. And uh, I'm so thankful that you came on today this has been wonderful we're going to leave with that but um, i just want to give people a little bit of taste of what's coming up next week we have dr beth hagens an anthropologist and she's going to talk about the unified vector geometry earth energies grid that she worked on and her partner it will be a fascinating show I know he will be. Please don't miss next week's show. Thank you again so much, Eric, for coming on to the show. And I, I hope I can have you on again. Would you like to come back on again, Eric? Oh, I'd, lo I'd love to. I had a great time. I really appreciate you having me. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Earth Energy Forecast. And remember, stay tuned, stay informed. Here we go. I hope it all heals you. Here's that clip from Eric.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.